Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Dean's List. Thank you so much for tuning in. For our first episode, we don't have any guests, but I did pick some topics that I felt went hand in hand with the new podcast. Since we're starting from the ground up, we're going to talk about how are you getting into your field. But before we dive in, the topics i want to set the stage for this podcast and say that we will have guests on here and some of them do have degrees and some of them don't the ones with degrees are successful the ones without degrees are successful a degree does not guarantee you success without the hard work and that's the common factor that you guys will pick up Uh, with the guests that I have on here is the hard work portion you just can't outbeat hard work you can't outbeat it there's a saying that says oh well I rather work smart than hard in my opinion it's important to work hard and it's important to work smart you have to do both and in my case I started working hard first so my background is in sales that was my first job before I had a degree well technically I still don't have a degree I am a year away from finishing the accounting program at Western Michigan University and I've been working in the accounting department two years now but before that I was doing sales and we'll I'll get back to how I landed that sales job So, as I was saying, degree versus non-degree. The nice thing about getting a degree and going to a business school is there's an element about being around like-minded people and you're able to pick a path that's almost already set so you're not trailblazing. You know if you go down this path that these are the companies that you could potentially work for. And it's nice having that security as far as you're putting in hard work and you know at the end of that you're going to have certain opportunities with certain companies versus the entrepreneur side where you're kind of trailblazing and figuring things out on your own and it's not set at the end of all of the hard work that you're going to have an opportunity to land a job or a contract or or your next big payout. But what does help on both sides, degree or not degrees, people with degrees or people without degrees, is networking. Networking is so important. Let me say that again. Networking is so important. It's a little bit different now with COVID. We're not able to network in person. We're not able to have those job fairs and meet with the recruiters face-to-face and do face-to-face interviews. Um, The way I'm keeping up my network is through LinkedIn. It is my favorite social media platform. 
I like it better than Instagram. I like it better than Facebook, better than TikTok, better than all of them. I actually have my LinkedIn, <laughs> my LinkedIn link is in my bio on Facebook and Instagram. So if you want to connect with me, connect with me there. And the beautiful thing about LinkedIn is it allows you to showcase who you are, what your interests are, what you've studied, what your skills are. And it also gives you that connection with recruiters and with companies and employers. And if your LinkedIn profile is set up right, recruiters will come to you. There's people looking on LinkedIn every single day to hire. So it's a beautiful platform for anybody that is looking for an internship, entry-level job, or already has a job but wants to move forward in their career. Another thing with LinkedIn is it allows you to join groups. So just like on Facebook, you can join, a, uh, let's say, like a mountain biking group. We talk to people who have common interests. Well, it's the same on LinkedIn. So let's just say you're in sales and marketing or accounting. You can look up sales and marketing groups, join, network with the people within the group. Same with accounting, CPAs. There's tons of groups, tons of cool features to explore. So if you're not already, I highly recommend LinkedIn as well as Handshake. So Handshake is a type of Indeed where you get to build your profile and upload your resume and your experience and where you want to be, what you want to do. And there's big companies on there. I've been using Handshake for about a year now and I'm really diving into it um, this month, next month, September, October, <clears throat> and November. Um, I'm applying for every internship that is recommended. So in my field of accounting, the internships are usually in the winter. Uh, it's a busy season. So I'm going really hard on Handshake right now. And you got you have bigger companies on there like Goldman Sachs, BDO, EY, Plant Moran. I mean, you name it, they're gonna be on there. They're gonna be posting their job openings. So that's a great way to get in front of recruiters. That's a great way to send out your resume. And another thing that it goes without being said here you need to have a solid resume if you don't have a solid resume then don't forget about linkedin forget about handshake let's focus on your resume there's templates there's videos there's workshops but you need to have a solid resume before you get on social before you get on on indeed and and LinkedIn and Handshake and all the other ones. If your resume is trash, they're not gonna look at you. They're not gonna look at you. And look, your resume could be trash right now and you could be a great interviewer, but nobody's gonna know. Nobody's gonna find out. The way that this is set up, 
there's key words, there's key phrases, there's key formats that recruiters are looking for in specific industries. It's going to change across the board. A accounting resume does not need to look like a marketing resume. Yes, it's both business, but it's different aspects of businesses. So you want to highlight, so for example, accounting, you want to highlight those accounting skills. You don't want, if you're in accounting, customer service, maybe not, is not going to be the main skill that you're going to harp on. And, And customer service is a great skill across the board. It works with everything. But maybe if you're in accounting, that's not what you want to focus on. You want to focus on your hard skills, which are Excel, analyzing financial statements, being able to calculate a pension sheet, being able to calculate inventory versus marketing or or sales. Customer service may be, may be, and, and I'm not in the marketing space or the sales space, but just in my opinion, it may be a skill that you want to highlight. So you're doing all these things. You you got your resume, your resume solid, you're networking, and you landed a couple interviews for an internship or an entry level job. That's where we're starting here. If you're already in a company and you're looking to move up, that that's not what we're talking about here. I'm I'm specifically talking about internships and entry level jobs. So, what's another way you can stand out? Well, through the college, there's a program, it's called the externship program. And all it is is a fancy phrase for you go and you tour a facility for a day and and you may shadow somebody that's already working in your field and, and you get to put it on your resume and it looks nice. Employers see that you're interested in the company, you're taking time out of your schedule to do an externship with them. That's great. You can volunteer. That's also great. But from coming from a sales background, the follow-up. The follow-up is, to me, in my, in my experience, in my opinion, the most important thing you can do. It's what I did before I had a degree to get a sales job. Which is a, it was a good paying job. It didn't work out for my long-term goals. But the follow-up. The follow-up after an interview, the follow-up after you do the application are very important. The follow-up, and I know it sounds like the follow-up may start after you do the application, maybe after you do the interview, but the follow-up starts before. And what I mean by that is when you're interviewing, it's always great to be prepared to crush it no you're answering the questions you're firing on everything on all cylinders and you're doing great 
But at the end of the day, you're interviewing with another human being. So finding an element where you can connect with as far as a common interest, which could be anything. For example, I'm very, very passionate about sustainability and reducing pollution. So if I get the chance to talk about that in an interview and it connects and, and it connects with the employer or the, or the recruiter, then that's something I'm going to bring up in the follow up. Because it, it establishes a connection and people want to work with people that they like. And you're not always going to be able to uh, and look. This isn't going to work 100% of the time. When you're interviewing for a job that you probably really want, you're not always going to be able to find something that you and the employer or the recruiter are 100% passionate about. But even a little bit of small talk before and after, and you don't have to go, you know, talking about your family and, you know, and what you're going to do this weekend, but just a general small talk will set you apart from other people. And small talk is something you can practice. It's something that you can learn. There's books on small talk. There's books on on connecting with people. Um, One of my favorite ones, uh, this book actually changed my life. I'll say that again. It changed my life is how to win friends and influence people. One of the greatest. I it is. okay. so it's categorized as a business book, but it's a life book. That book will help you in all aspects of life. It'll help you build better relationships, more meaningful relationships. So if you have the time, I recommend that you check that out. But back to the follow up. So when you're doing the follow up, there's not a right or wrong way to do it. If you're more comfortable, and I know a lot of us are at that entry level where we're looking for internships, so we might not be as comfortable as talking to strangers as others. If you are, great. But you can do an email. You can do an email follow-up. Just solid. It shows that you're putting in effort and that you're very interested in, in the opportunity. Or you can do a call follow-up. And I don't if there's business professors listening to this and and, and recruiters listening to this, I know that may sound a little bit aggressive to call about an interview, <laughs> but it has worked for me in the past, and it doesn't have to be a long phone call. You don't even have to talk to the person that interviewed you, but just talking to maybe the secretary or the person that we're leaving a voicemail, say, hey, I had a great time. Um, thank you so much for meeting with me. I had a great time meeting you guys. I look forward or I'm eager to hear your feedback. Thank you so much. Simple. It's a bit aggressive. It might be out of your comfort zone. But that is something that I have done in the past. Before I had it. Well, 
I, tech, I, I say I have a degree, but as I mentioned, I'm still a year away. Before I was in college, it's what I did to get a sales job. And they loved it. They loved it. The employers loved it. I got the job the next week. That, that's history. That's another story, though. Now, when you're looking for jobs and, and entry-level jobs, <clears throat> it can be a bit tricky. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is you're getting offers from companies. So let's recap. You have a solid resume. You're networking. You're killing the interviews. You're doing the follow-up. And now you got the offers. The offers are coming in. From left and right. Your problem last week was you had zero offers on the table. Now your problem this week is you have three. And you don't know which one to pick. Well, common sense. And I'm sure your girlfriend or your wife is going to tell you, take the job that pays the most right off the bat. Take the job that has the highest payout up front. Look, if you are in the position where you absolutely have to make a certain amount of money to live, take the job. But if you're going into a career that you're serious about, look for the payout. Okay, so so what's the payout? The, the, the payout, which is going to be the growth here. So to give you an example, you get offered $60,000 out of college. It's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. For, for a business student, even the highest rank, which in my opinion is accounting, 60K, amazing offer. But in three years, you're only gonna, I mean, they're only gonna offer you maybe 3,000 more, 4,000 more at the first company, right? Now you have the second company. They're telling you, you know what? We'd love to try you out. This is what we can pay you. And, le and let's just say it's 52,000. But in three years, three, four years, you know what? Let it, this is a career, right? So let's give it a five year window. They're gonna offer you in five years $10,000 more. So now you're thinking, all right, I've got this amazing offer out of college. It, the payout up front is great, but in two, three, four, five years from now, I don't see the growth. Versus at the second company, you have the growth in, in five years. And if this is a career that you're serious about and a job that you're serious about, in my opinion, the time frame doesn't matter. It does not matter. So take the job with the higher growth rate. And look, I before I went into this, I said, if you need to make a certain amount of money to live, to support if you got a family a wife you know girlfriend fiance whatever take the job that you that you need to survive if you have the luxury of grinding it out for four or five years for a higher payout and higher growth 
I 100% recommend McGrowth. Always. Alright guys, so that was the topics I had picked out for today. Um, in other news, I do have a Wall Street Journal pulled up here. And if you don't know what to do with your money right now and, and you want to invest a little bit, look, I remember in 2018 when Apple was the first U.S. company to hit $1 trillion. I believe it was the summer of 2018. I'm, I'm almost certain it was. They hit $1 trillion. Two years later, summer of 2020, they're at $2 trillion. So if you don't know what to do with your money and you're willing to play a little bit of a long-term game, go buy some Apple stock, man. There, there's really no reason not to. They're, they've gone up a trillion dollars in two years. It, it would honestly, as an Apple consumer, it would be a horrible idea not to invest in them. They keep breaking records. And I believe they're going to keep on breaking records. All right, guys. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Bye.